This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Business by the Numbers. I'm your host, Hunt Emerest, CPA with Parmelson Associates. If you're a client of ours, you probably got a message last week that we were all out of the office. Uh, Last week, we shut down and took the entire team to Mexico for five days for our annual company retreat, I guess we'll call it. Um, And as the title of the episode alludes, what was the real cost of that? Or is there even a cost? And how do you apply something like this to your business? Before we get into that, I want to have a quick word from our partners who make business by the numbers possible. For over 30 years, Napatrax has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the best, most comprehensive SMS in the industry. We'll prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Visit them online at napatrax.com. That's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. Promotive has over 40 years of recruiting and automotive experience. If you're in need of qualified technicians and service advisors and want to offload the heavy lifting, visit them online at gopromotive.com. So you might be wondering, okay, Hunt, how does you taking your team to a resort have anything to do with me running my business or my shop? And you might not think it's that closely aligned, but a number of my shops take time off, close their entire shop to go to trade shows, training events, whether it's Vision, STX, or any other thing out there. A lot of my clients also will close between Christmas and New Year's. And you might be wondering, how can you afford that? When the question is, can you afford not to? And I want to run through here a couple examples, and this is not meant to tell you how to run your business, right? It's your business. The reason you're self-employed is because you've created what you want, right? You can build whatever you want. If you want to have your team off for the entire year, you want to never let your team off for a day, that's your job, right? Your name's on the door. You sign the paychecks. You can do whatever you want. But what I want to kind of look at here is kind of deep dive into this because the knee-jerk reaction, I get it. I don't make any money if my technicians don't bill anything. So if I don't have people there, you're just looking at the money burning out. But you're looking at the short term. What is the longer term? What is the non-financial impacts? And also to share a little bit of it, you know, I did a lot of reflection on this week that I had with the team and kind of share some of the stuff that came out of it for my team. And you could probably use some of these same um, analogies with your team as well. First off, we're going to, you know, like I said, go through a couple examples here. The first example is our trip. Um, and then kind of go into how it's more closely aligned with stuff that you guys would probably experience. Last year was actually our first year of doing it. Um, we were going to go to a QuickBooks conference in Vegas. I know it sounds really fun, right? Ended up kind of falling through on it, but I told a lot of the accounting team, yeah, you can go if you guys think you guys are going to use that. It's going to benefit from you. you guys are going to learn some stuff. Great. Now, it's kind of hard for me to say half of my team members can go. The other half that don't really use QuickBooks that much you can't go and you got to stay here. So we ended up every, letting everyone go. Ended up not even going to the conference because it was a bit of waste of time and money, but had a really good time on it. Did some team building stuff, had a couple business meetings, mastermind, stuff like that, but really just gave the team a lot of time to unwind. Now, when that's all said and done, and that one was kind of planned the last minute, I looked at it and, you know, like we're talking about here, it was a lot of money. And I looked at this and said, hey, I'm not mad about how much money we spent. I think that what we got out of that was much more than that and really probably hard to quantify, but we could also go a lot cooler places for how much we spent for a week in Vegas. Any of you guys just getting back from a week at SEMA probably know exactly what I'm talking about. 
yeah, $22 beer is a little bit of a tough pill to swallow in some of those bars. So my entire team was actually able to go on this, right? This is why you guys got the away messages. This is why you got the voicemails on it. 28 out of our 30 employees or so was able to make the trip. And we just did team only. We didn't do any spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends. Um, actually, one of our team members, well, two of them, um, they're actually married. So they did get to bring their spouse, but a little bit of a cheat code, I guess, for them. But what I want to talk about is kind of the benefits of what I saw on this. And some of this is the reason why we did it and also was what we got out of it and kind of the feedback. First and foremost, and I'm not going to sugarcoat this, and I told my team right off the bat that, hey, the point of this is not for return on investment. I'm not trying to do this to make more money. I'm not trying to do this to make you guys more productive so you can make me more money. The sole reason we are doing this is to say thank you. Period. End of story. There's not a, another question about that of why we do this. Um, especially for our business. We are strictly a labor business, strictly a service. We don't sell parts. So if I don't have my people, I don't have a business. I have absolutely nothing. And I don't want them to ever forget that. You know, I have not owned this business forever. I was employee here for a long time. And I know how important it is to feel, you know, appreciated, to feel recognized on this. And I don't ever want to forget that. And I don't want my team to ever forget that, hey, I get it, right? I might be the one doing a podcast. I might be the one talking to some of these clients. The reason of why we have the reputation, the reason of why we have the name of what we do is because of the team, because of the care, because of how long they've been doing this, their experience, and they truly just are here to help people and do the best job that they possibly can. This is something that I think is often forgotten about. You know, I hear all kinds of stuff and I've been guilty of it, right? How many episodes have we done about attracting talent, where to find people, companies to help you recruit people? And I think a lot of times people often overlook the people that you have right in front of you, right? Always looking for that next person, always trying to, you know, get that new rock star in. And sometimes you might be overlooking the current rock stars that you have in your business. That's great. You landed a new team member. But if someone feels, you know, unappreciated, overlooked or something like that, and you end up losing one of your core people, even if you bring a rock star in, you still are at the same spot you were before. You brought one in, you lost one on it. And that's one of the big things for us. I don't ever want to lose someone. My team, I care about them. And the reason that they're there is because I think that they're the best at what they do. And I would like all of my team to be with me until they retire. That is what I'm going to try to create. Now, you can't do that if you're nickel and diming. You can't do that if you're not taking care of them. You can't do that if you don't appreciate them. And I don't mean, hey, I gave him a hundred bucks. Hey, I told him good job. No, like truly, you mean that you appreciate it. And sometimes it's words, but a lot of times it's actions. Saying, hey, I appreciate you is one thing, giving a bonus, giving them time off, giving them a present, doing some sort of recognition goes much further than you could ever imagine. Also, look at the financial side of it. There is going to be non-financial stuff in there, but there is also going to be financial impacts to think about. I'm an accountant, so I can't just ignore the money side of things. But think about how much it costs to lose someone. Think about the lost revenue of not having a team member in there. Think about that dead space between that team member quitting, getting a new person in place. Maybe you had to pay a recruiter on that. Even when that new person comes in, you have to do some training with them. If for nothing other than the way you guys do stuff, the software that you use, and your process and procedures. And then after all of this, weeks, months, maybe even years on this, then you can really judge how good that person is. And maybe you find out, you know what? This person kind of stinks and have no idea what they're doing. And we're back to the drawing board, but now we're six months out. 
So look at the cycle or maybe even just look back at your own business, right? Look back at that quarter where you had that revolving door, where you had that perfect storm of, man, everything went wrong. You know, Rockstar left, service advisor left soon after. How many months did it take you to get back to just where you were before uh, trying to replace those team members that are leaving? Money is always important to the team, right? No one can underestimate that. And people that aren't quote unquote money motivated doesn't mean that they don't like money, but it's not as big of a driver as it is for other people. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that we're seeing in this changing generation is, you know, in the past, it was like, man, there wasn't any paid time off your flat rate. You eat what you earn. You want to earn a lot of money, crank out some work and I'll pay you a ton of money. There's a lot of people that don't buy into that, right? They want to work life balance on that. You know, they value their family time. They value their time outside of work, outside of the shop on there and throw, throwing more money at them is the exact opposite of what they really want, right? They want to be, be fulfilled. They want to feel like that they have purpose on that and want to show, you know, want to feel that they are appreciated. Another thing here, and you know, one of the big benefits that we got out of this is collaboration. Um, now, a little bit different than most shops out there because it's very hard to have a technician that works from home or works remotely. I get it. Um, but for my team, actually a third of them never come into the office at all. And really, even for my local team, I would say the majority of them are hybrid. So we have a team of 30, but it's not uncommon to have a day where all 30 of those employees are working but I might have six or eight people in the office. A lot of people that are based out of Maryland will run some sort of hybrid schedule, a couple days in, a couple days out. We're extremely flexible on that aspect of it. We're doing everything through a computer, right? We're everything doing through phone, email, Zoom, et cetera. It doesn't really matter where you are. And you know that's how I choose to run my business, that I'm not a micromanager. I'm not gonna breeze down your throat. If you can pull it off, I don't really care how, where, when you do this, your clients are happy, I'm happy, and we can kind of move on from that. Now, one of the downsides of you know the post-COVID landscape, I guess we will call it, is the collaboration aspect, right? I mean, I do miss being able to say, hey, you know what, this is going on, let's all meet together, let's all kind of sit down and talk about this. I mean, we do Zooms, but Zooms cannot replace in-person on this, right? And this is down to coaching, this is down to team meetings, this is down to anything on it. You can't really think to yourself, hey, I am just as much bought in. I'm just as much focused on a Zoom meeting with my 20 group or with my coach as I am sitting around a table with all of these guys. It's just not possible, right? A lot of the side conversations, a lot of the, hey, what did you mean by that? How do you do that? You can't get that on Zoom, right? One person starts talking, it cuts off the other person's mic. Wait, you go. Wait, Steve, you're on mute. Wait, Tracy, we can't hear you. We all get it. Nothing can replace kind of that in-person touch. When it went to COVID, everything was canceled. Nothing is in person. Everything can be done through Zoom. So people thought. Then people realized, you know what? You can't replace some things, right? You can just never replace the human aspect of this, of looking someone eye to eye and really being in the same room as them. And so there was a lot of companies out there that went back on that full pendulum swing the opposite way. You know what? That didn't work. We are going back. Everything is in the office 100%. Now, the people that made that hardline move were very shocked when they found out. And that's not what my team wanted. And if you were going to be a hardline approach to that, and I have friends that got burned by this on both sides, a lot of them will find out, hey, you know what? You force your team to come back into the office 40 hours a week, full time. You're no longer going to have your team. Now, what came up is probably somewhere in the middle, right? Kind of similar to how we run on this is, yeah, there's things that are fine. 
There's things that need to be in person. And there's also just different ways of doing business. And probably neither of those extremes is going to work for everyone. Again, figuring out what works best for your business. Let's face it. Your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. You need Napa Tracks because it integrates with all the major players, including Napa ProLink, PartsTech, OE RepairLink, Epicor, TireConnect, Mitchell One Pro Demand, and more. Napa Tracks has leading edge tools and technology that your shop needs right now. Unlike the other guys, we'll be there after your installation with the best training and support in the business. Your training includes a learning management system that is tailored to each role in your company. Simply put, Tracks was designed and built for shop owners just like you. It all starts when a local representative meets with you to learn about your business to help optimize your shop's workflow, efficiency, and profitability. For over 30 years, Napa Tracks has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the best, most comprehensive SMS in the industry. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Visit us on the web at napatracks.com. That's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. Shop owners, are you struggling to find and retain top-tier talent for your automotive shop? Introducing Promotive on the web at gopromotive.com. With over 40 years of combined industry and recruiting experience, we're the ultimate staffing solution. We go beyond traditional agencies. Our team provides dedicated recruiters and account managers advising on processes, compensation, and benefits. We focus on placing technicians and service advisors with shops that offer the best culture, training, and long-term growth opportunities. Trust our experience to match the right talent to your shop. We carefully select shops that value employee excellence and provide an environment for success. Our dedicated team leads the entire process, leveraging our industry knowledge and expertise. Partner with Promotive and experience their advantage to help you build a high-performing team that drives your shop's growth. Visit gopromotive.com today and let us help find and keep the best talent in the industry. One of the big things, though, you know, talking about collaboration was, you know, just everyone be able to sit in the same room. So when we went down there, we were down there for five days and I said, give me two mornings, Tuesday, and Wednesday morning. You got four hours. We're going to go down through some stuff. The rest of it, you can do whatever you want, right? You can drink the entire time. Hey, you know what? If you want to start drinking and show up to the meeting, I don't really care, right? This is supposed to be a thank you. This is supposed to be, you know, a vacation. I'm not going to trick you and say, all right, you know, surprise, surprise. You work eight hours at home. Now we're in Mexico. We're going to work 15. I guess it would be a little bit funny, but maybe they wouldn't find it as funny as I would. But um, it actually ended up being super productive. I wouldn't say my favorite part of the trip. We did a lot of other stuff, but I think it was a really lot of good conversations there and a lot of good communication that just isn't able to be done through Zoom. Talking, getting to know each other, getting to know people more than a surface level, especially for some of my team members that maybe aren't the most outgoing, being able to really open up to people and feel more comfortable. If you feel more comfortable with your team, if you have a better rapport with your team, everything's going to run a little bit smoother. You might not be as nervous to reach out and ask that person that question when you know them very well, right? You might not be able to get into the finer details in a Zoom meetings. However, if you're in person and say, hey, you know what, this came in a meeting, can we kind of have just a little side conversation because X, Y, and Z is happening and I think we can do this differently, right? The collaboration and, you know, kind of the depth of what we are able to get into in a relatively short amount of time is just unmatched on something with webcams and headphones and stuff like that. Also, you're getting to know each, the people that you work with. People leave companies for not liking the people that they work with. 
You might love what you do. You might love how you get paid. If you got terrible coworkers or coworkers that you just don't click with, it's never going to be a long-term job. And the same flip side of it is people stay with companies for a long time, even if everything is not perfect, if they're working with their friends and they like each other. Building those relationships builds the team, builds the morale on it, and strengthens the bond that they have that ultimately will going to have them live a happier life and a happier work life. But how do you think that that's going to affect my business? If my team is happy, my clients are going to be happy. And ultimately, if my clients are happy, I'm going to be happy as well. And we cannot ignore another aspect of this is time off. And, you know, we did close it down. We had a, you know, kind of emergency line on there for things that did come up. And we get it. There are emergencies and we did have access to this. But I did also tell my team that we're off, right? I want you guys to unplug. I want you guys to unwind. I don't want you on your emails. I don't want you constantly checking phone calls. The reason is because everyone burns out. But a relentless schedule not only hurts morale, it also kills production too. Just think about your business right now. Are you at your best on two hours of sleep or eight hours of sleep? And your employees are the same way. Do you think your technician is going to be able to crank out that job in the same level or the same type of enthusiasm if he's been doing this seven days a week for the last eight weeks without a single day hour off? Do you think that your technician can work 80 hours a week for a decade without any sort of downside? Or is that an unsustainable pace, right? These are a bit of, you know, a hyperbole, a bit of an extreme situation here. But this is exactly what I'm talking about. People need to stop. People need to unrhyme. People need to catch their breath. And if you don't give people any time for, you know, to come up for air and to be able to truly unplug from all of this, you're never going to have a long lasting team. And you're probably not going to have the greatest culture as well. And we're in a relationship business, right? We get to know our clients. We need to understand them and we need to be able to work alongside them. You can tell if someone hasn't left the office in three days. Some of you guys have probably talked to me or some of my team members during tax season. And you know what? I don't think we're at 100%, but I don't think you could find any accountant out there during tax season that's 100%. Now, one of the things that, you know, we're talking about and one of the part of, you know, the big planning that we're doing is creating a business that we do not have a tax season. And what I mean by that might sound weird. We're still going to file taxes the same time as everyone else is, but I don't want overtime. Right now, no one is allowed to work on Sundays. That is a hard rule. I don't care what it is. There's no reason you need to work on Sundays. We have enough people in the office. We do not need to work on Sundays because you need to have some time. You need to be able to take a breath. I don't want to work around someone that's been working for, you know, five weeks straight, you don't want to work with someone doing their taxes if it's doing that either. And also, what does the quality of work look like? Now, are we going to be able to have a tax season this year without any overtime? No. Next year? Maybe, right? I shouldn't say no. Hey, you know, we might be able to do it. And if I say no, then that's probably going to be true, right? What do they say? Yes or no? You know, both answers are right. It's something that we're working towards. And it's something that we're looking at every single year to see if it's at least getting better. And a lot of people probably look at the opposite. Man, I want to see my people put in time. I want to see my people put in hours. No, I don't care about hours. I care about production, right? I care about efficiency. If you can get in and you can do your job in 30 hours instead of 60 hours, I'm going to penalize you? No, we're trying to work smarter, not harder here. So why are we going to incentivize someone to do the opposite? So when we look at the cost... We cannot be short-sighted on this. And yeah, there is a significant cost on this trip in the short term. 
I'm not going to lie to you. We didn't get it for free. I didn't run out on the hotel tab at the end of this. But in the long term, this is going to pay for itself. Absolutely 100%. Not a doubt in my mind. I see a team that is energized when we get back. Now, a little bit less when you got that plane into this cold weather. I think that the relationship amongst the team is much improved, especially with some of the new team members that really didn't know most any of the people on that trip. And I think that these relationships amongst our team are going to be able to benefit our clients 100%. So for those that had an issue last week, I apologize that we couldn't fix it last week, but I hope that your short-term issue will be rewarded with a re-energized team ready to help you in the coming future. This was not meant to brag about how my team is going to Mexico. This was not to solicit job applications to come work for us so that you can go on a trip, which is actually kind of funny because we did have a new team member that joined like six weeks before we went on the trip. I was joking with her. I said, we didn't tell you about the trip before we kind of offered you the job because even if you weren't going to work with us, it'd be silly not to at least take the job, get the free trip, and then you could quit. Now, I'll follow up on this if, you know, we do have someone that said, you know what, I'm thinking about quitting. I don't like working for Hunt, but I'll at least wait till after he goes to Mexico. I don't think that's the case, but hey, you never know. Enough about my business. Let's talk about shops. Let's talk about your business. I don't think that there's many shops out there, but I know several shops that don't offer any sort of pay time off because they, quote unquote, cannot afford it. And here's the math that they're using. So they're looking at this and they're saying, all right, you know, little Johnny is pretty decent technician out there, cranks about 30 hours a week out, gets me about 125 bucks. So I let little Johnny off for the week. I'm losing almost $4,000 in labor sales. Plus I'm also paying him too. Now, if I add on to the parts cost of this, Hunt, this is going to cost me $5,000 in lost revenue alone just by letting little Johnny go on vacation with his family. So in your mind, you're 5,000 out. And this math is what you are using to justify your decision. You're looking at the cost for that one week. I'm not going to lie to you that the cost for that one week is correct. Yeah, you're reading that right, but you're stopping that there. Another way to look at that is like this. So let's say little Johnny was averaging about 30 hours before he took off and just kind of in a rut, you know, not doing horrible, but he's not out there, you know, setting any records or anything like that. Let's say he comes back a new man or a new woman and can turn it on for even three weeks and boost that production. And instead of averaging 30 hours, he cranks up 40 hours for the next three weeks. You just made all your money back. That extra 30 hours production that he lost, he just made those back in three weeks just by being re-energized and ready to hit the ground. Maybe that's a little bit excessive, but maybe he pulls an extra five hours, but does it for six weeks. You're making your money back. Even two extra hours over the course of two months will already make your money back. And that's just the basic financial side of it, right? Let's factor in the cost of that technician burning out and quitting. Even if that job goes open for two weeks, you lost twice as much money in lost revenue in that two weeks that you had lost them than you would have given up when you let him take a vacation. What about your team's family? Do you think it would be good for them to spend some time with them as well? No one leaves personal life at home. Right? How many of you guys have had team members that are bringing this stuff into the shop? Right? Not that it's a burden. Everyone's going through stuff. I get it. But if you don't have a good life at home, if you have instability, if you have you know, marital issues, if you have kid issues, you have custody issues, you have health issues, whatever it is, that's going to affect your job. Sooner or later, it's going to affect your job. What about keeping up with your competition? You cannot afford not to do this. Why? Because I'm going to give paid time off. 
Imagine if you came and you're looking for an accounting job and it said, here's Hunt's business, here's a business down the street. They're going to pay the same amount of money. They both do taxes. They both do accounting on this. But he takes his team to Mexico for a week and this other place does not. Which one are you going to pick? All right, it's the same thing for you guys. This is the most competitive time to attract top talent, you know, technicians, advisor, wherever. I see your numbers. Most of you guys are paying relatively similar amounts. These benefits, right, this pay time off, this retirement, little stuff like that is what sets you apart. Because think about it, if you don't have a whole lot of differences between the two, you're kind of getting into the nitty or gritty or details. And this pay time off can really, really put you over the edge, especially if you're competing with someone that does not offer much or very little. What about comebacks? We don't really have comebacks in my business per se, right? Everyone makes mistakes on it, but you know, a little bit different than, you know, I would say a classic comeback for a shop, but comebacks cost money. And for a lot of shops, comebacks cost a lot of money, right? And that's looking at the long term, right? Hey, doing that comeback on a customer, is that really just going to cost you the five hours you had to eat? Or did you just lose that customer for good? His entire family went there, his brother and his sister, and now none of them are coming back. Should have used coming back on a comeback example, but you get the point here. Do you think that a comeback is more likely to happen on a technician that just got back from spending a nice relaxing vacation or one that's a bit burnt out and overworked? Keep in mind that if you eat a five-hour comeback, you need to sell 10 hours just to make your original money back, right? It is that expensive. I think you get the point here, but this last kind of overall example should really drive this home. So we're going to talk about technician training. Waste of money, not an effective use of our time. I'm not sure why people are spending all this money on it. I get it. I've seen it. I've seen people talk about it. Too expensive. Can't shut down. You can't take your entire team there. So first of all, I think it's a necessity. Hey, even if you do not want to do it, even if it does not give any benefit, if you are not training, your shots can be left in the past. Period. End of story. I'm a gearhead and I know cars pretty well and I understand the challenges that shops face with cars. They are more complicated than I think anyone really could ever imagine. Um, just think about talking to your customers. I do not think that they grasp the level of technology that you guys are facing on fairly common vehicles right now compared to what they're used to, right? Think about if you have even, you know, a 40-year-old person, you know, that's bringing their vehicle in there. And maybe they used to, when they were younger, kind of wrench on some stuff. And when they first got their own car, they were doing some work on it. You guys are working on their 2020. If they were wrenching, they were working on a 1995 vehicle. Imagine if the technology right now is the same as 1995. All right, imagine how much that experience on 1995 technology would get you. Probably would even get you into the mid-2000s if you did not do any training. So first and foremost, I don't even know if this is an option, right? And what if you never got any training on fuel injection systems, right? And your boss said, you know what? That's just not worth it, right? How different can it be from a carburetor? We'll just figure it out. Probably going to burn some engines there before you really kind of get the handle of it. And again, is that working smarter or harder? But let's use that same example as above because I can use the same pay time off example for taking the shop to a training conference. And we're going to use Vision, for example, not only because I will be teaching there in the spring. So if you want to see this podcast in person, but also just because, you know, Sherry and her team put on an awesome show there. Something for everyone. They do technician training, management training. And yeah, did I say I would be there, right? What more do you need to hear? 
But seriously, I have a lot of shops that, you know, well, some of them are local in the Midwest area because the show is in Kansas City. But I also have shops from other sides of the country that will actually shut down and take their entire team there. You know, and to kind of go back and use the same examples I was talking about before with my own team is, do you think that the team is going to feel some appreciation if you take them, you know, out of town, fly them, drive them, take a train, get a hotel room for your guys for, you know, four or five days in Kansas City? I would probably think so. Do you think that the morale is going to prove when the team can spend some time together outside of work? Do you think that their communication is going to improve when your team really gets to know each other, kind of figures out what each other's deal is, how they work, what makes them tick? Sure, hon, all this is really great, right? I get it, you know, yeah, 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 rah, rah, everyone's going to be excited, but it's really expensive, right? I can't afford this. But is it though? And I could use that same example as above, right? Because not that it is vacation, but let's be honest, right? This is probably the passion for your lot of team, learning this stuff, sharpening their skills and investing in themselves might even bring them back even more energized than taking, you know, a family trip to Disney World or something. Um, coming from personal experience of someone that has spent a week in Disney World, uh, hopefully my wife's not outside the door listening, but I might rather be at Vision sometimes on that. Yeah, anyone with kids can probably appreciate that joke. But Seriously, if we could use that same example below, you know, what kind of pop you're going to get just from that renewed energy, just from those recharged battery, just from having some time away. But let's talk technical. And maybe you got a job that pays five hours, but you guys turned that away last month and have always turned that job away because you just don't have anyone in your shop that can handle that effectively. Been too nervous or maybe you've tried in the past and it's just went south. So that certain job comes in there. You guys just say, no, not going to do it. We can't do it. You guys know that and had one of your technicians sign up for a class that is going to be four hour, eight hour class. And now they can do that job, right? Now they can do that job and more. But let's just for this example, say that they can now do that job. Maybe you do that job once a month going up, going in the future. Maybe you do that a couple times a month on it. But that job that you could not do before, now you can do. How much do you think that that is increasing your earning potential? Now, that is an extreme example of this big job that you couldn't do before that now you can do. A more realistic approach of it, because there's probably some of those, but probably a little bit more infrequent, or else you probably already would have done some training on it. But what about just kind of being more proficient, right? Being more proficient in your skills, having more confidence in yourself, or maybe learning how to use your own tech a little bit better. Let's say that that is going to give you maybe 15 minutes a day for a technician in increased efficiency of just working smarter, not harder. You know, an extra 15 minutes a day of efficiency is about an hour and a half extra production a week. And if you look an entire year, that's about 75 hours a year generated in additional. Let's say your labor rate's 125 bucks. That's almost $10,000 alone. And with parts, it's probably closer to 15,000. I think that $85 hotel room in Kansas City is starting to look cheaper and cheaper by the minute. And that's just an example for one technician. Maybe you have eight, 10 technicians. Maybe you have 10 technicians. I think you get the point here. To wrap this all up, though, this episode is not to criticize people that we don't offer a full benefit suite or that you don't pay for trips to all-inclusive resorts, but to open your eyes to the bigger picture and see other points of view. Like I mentioned before, Don't listen to me. Don't listen to anyone else. Run the business that you want to run. That's the entire reason why you went into business for yourself. Numbers don't lie, but they often do not show the full picture. And also numbers can be used to justify your own preconceived notions. 
Is it a glass half full or glass half empty? Could be either, right? Depending on the person looking at it. And if for nothing else, just to give a little bit of love to the team that helped you create the business that you have today. Never forget, if you do not have a team, you do not have a business. Cars can't fix themselves quite yet. And the people that end up failing are the ones that forget this. And you're only as strong as the people around you. Take care of them, appreciate them, and hopefully they will return the favor. Please share with friends. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for a future episode, please shoot me an email at podcast at Just want to say thanks again for listening on the Aftermarket Radio Network. You can find all shows on the aftermarketradionetwork.com and on your favorite podcast listening app. Thanks again for joining me on Business by the Numbers. Stay safe out there, and I will talk to you all next week. You've been listening to Business by the Numbers with Hunt Demarest on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Hunt on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Hunt is all for advancing the aftermarket.